Welcome to the latest dope episode of the Hip Pod Heads Podcast. A podcast where no sage and no back discuss their favorite hip hop moments. Pull up a chair, grab a beverage, fill up your cup and get comfortable. This is part two of episode 44. I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcast analysts. I love what Known Sage does. Y'all make sure y'all go and check out his hip hop podcast as well, which is Hip Pod Heads. You guys make sure you guys check him out on that. But um, right. things i also wanted to let y'all know i, I got my uh my cousin q he just stopped in he he drops in from time to time on a couple episodes and i think he knows <laughs> oh, snap brand yeah my oh, boy what's good pierre yeah what it is and what it isn't <laughs> <laughs> i told you you're gonna be on the show and i just wanted him to, to drop by to say hi and uh chop yeah man for a little bit and slide on y'all one time real quick i kept on um then some random fan who kept on begging me, am I going to be on tonight? So I had to give the people <laughs> what they wanted. Put on a, a, another another basketball head on the on the pod. The conversation is just definitely going to be about basketball now. <laughs> uh, no. I got a diverse portfolio, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a well-balanced male over here, but... um. I guess, I mean, sorry for everyone for coming out so late, but I mean, I guess I've had to contribute to the point of why basketball being a selfish sport. I mean, there's an element of one-on-one game, and it's like kind of like me against the world type of thing. Like to your point that you were saying when you possess the basketball, like the game's really in your hands at that time. And just like with any sport, I mean, it's a transitions of hands, but um, I mean, kind of look at so many iconic players like that are significant. Um, I think it was an interview I saw on IG with Wilt Chamberlain. They were like, do you feel like you you're, you should be considered the best? Or um, he was just like, no, I think it was Kareem. And he was like, no, I don't think I should be considered the best. I mean, I think I was the best at the time about how I impacted the game versus someone like Michael, the era that he was in, he impacted the game differently. And then, of course, you could always say, like, our ball players are more skillful now versus back then it was more physical. But I just think when you do have certain players, the one thing he emphasized in that statement was like Michael, he willfully won the game. So, I mean, I think that's why that definition probably gets like some of that criticism and maybe like a selfish game because, you know, everybody wants to be like Mike and take the last winning shot and, you know, it, it dies on me or, you know, LeBron always will look for an out. Like, oh, they'll come through three guys on me, but I'll pass it looking for the open man. But I think just certain people, the only second coming we ever saw of Jordan was Kobe. He was the closest thing to it. So, I mean, I don't know. That's that's just my two cents on that. Uh, I agree with you. I, I thought you were coming back about Brown making that pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's scared? Do you think he's scared of the moment sometimes? Because you know, with Mike, if Mike got fouled going to the basket, Kobe got fouled, they're knocking down two free throws, right? We well, you know with Brian, that's a chance he's gonna miss one of those free throws. I've te- we tested this theory a couple times watching him. Like, you know, like I would say with with Mike was Mike was more Mike and Kobe are more devastating in the half court because they will themselves to, get, to win the game. You know, Bron's looking for you to take that shot and for him mm-hmm. to decide made the right basketball decision. Yeah, I, I think mean, you, 
Yeah. 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 I, th- I think. I think. Um. Who is it? Um. Who's the brother who does last take? Um. What's the name of that brother? I forgot his name. Um. But he was saying how LeBron is revered, but Jordan was feared. I mean, to emphasize your point, like LeBron, I think he he is like, ah, oh, I'm I'm a beast. I'll I'll shove it down your throat as long as I'm up by twenty. But you know, like Michael said, a sign of a good man is a man who could talk shit when it's zero zero. So I mean. <laughs> To me, it's just like one of those things like Michael's like, it's all good. I'm still talking about shit if I win and lose this shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, who's going to the finals or at the end of the day, you know, you know where I'm going to be at at game, you know, 60 when we're coming to the last 15 games of the season, you know, knocking on playoffs doors. You know, I just I just think that LeBron does not have the killer instinct, plain and simple. He is not a killer. He's a contributor. But I mean... If you let him, but he is like a runaway freight train. You let him get the lead on you. He's going to keep going, keep going, keep stacking bodies. But this is like, he doesn't have that killer instinct like the Mamba or MJ. Like he just, he ain't got that in him. He ain't built that way. He ain't got the footwork. I mean, he goes right every time. When he goes left, 60% of the time he's missing that pull up. With that. That guy, he's so strong. You know, he I think he's stronger than both of them personally. But, you know, I mean, pound for pound, yeah. I mean, you're talking like, this is like, man, like, they're, you know, you're talking Mayweather, May, Mayweather, Mayweather boxing basketball skills or even Pacquiao skills versus somebody who's just all around bruiser at this point. I mean, with Brian, if you can make him go back, go back left, you got a chance to stop him. If he if he gets that right hand and that power dribble lane, that crab that crab dribble he does, where he gathers the ball, you ain't stopping that unless you mm-hmm. knock him down at this point. And, you know, and these guys today ain't built that way. If that's the '90s basketball and that's Charles Oakley down there or Patrick Ewing or Mark Eaton, one of those monsters down there, one of those guys you down there, he ain't getting no layup. I mean, Carmelo, Carmelo's opening up LeBron's head four out of every five times. He did it to Isaiah. You know, you think he would open up LeBron's forehead? <laughs> I mean, it's one. Of, it's one of those things where, you know, it's a different game. And plus, you can hand check back then. You can't even put a hand on him to stop him. You know, like, you know, if you can hand check him, at least you can balance the force a little bit and try to push him out. You know, today's game, you can, man, we could, Pierre, you could average 40 playing the league today if you know how to just draw contact. It's nuts, man. Because, you know, I teach these kids today, you know what? If they touch you, throw it at the rim. Two free throws, and people are like, what happened there? He had his hand on him. And you know, and, mm-hmm. and they starting to call like youth sports the same way they call the NBA now. If you notice, these kids are shooting more free throws because they're learning to watch in basketball and the referees are adjusting to the context. They don't believe in contact anymore. You know, like like no well, they tell you. Bro, because my nephew is old some fouls at the line then, because goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It depends. It depends on how you selling it right now. Like those things how physical we were. We were so physically nasty each other sometimes playing one on one or playing full court. It almost be facing the gym. Today it's not like that. You know, like the mm-hmm. NBA. The NBA has changed the physicality of the sport. There are guys mm-hmm. I know. I'm like, go ahead and take I mean, that charge. I'm going through your mm-hmm. chest. Man, man, I remember my coach kept me from transferring schools because I took charge. He's like, your ass ain't going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) But but this is one of those things. I mean, like, I think the NFL is a good time marker of the predecessors to that. I mean, 
it's all about the woos and ahs and catches and putting points on the board and, you know, victory, you know, laps and performances and dances after the touchdown. Now, you know, it's like it has to turn to an entertainment part. Celebration. So it's like mm-hmm. I got to let that zero step happen and the pack your bag steps happen, the TSA pre step. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're going to hold the gate for you two more steps, and then you can take your two steps and dunk the ball. So, I mean, like, you know, we we got to allow these guys to put on the show like it's hard on go charters now because people come to pay to see Marcus Aurelius and the Gladiators. I want to be entertained. So, so, so did the lack of hand-checking, the Euro steps, and the closer three-point line, is that essentially what killed the game? I mean, amongst other things? No, I'm just the masses killed the game, bro. It's not it's not even about winning and losing no more. It's about entertainment, you know? It's like and it's season tournaments. Yeah. I mean, that's why I prefer to watch college games. I don't watch them as much, but they're passionate because it's like, hey, I may not even get to the pros. Like I gotta leave it all out here because after high school, this is it. You know? So a lot of those guys don't even go pro. So you make more money sitting in college now than going to the NBA. Well, they, yeah, like, because with that's the line now. Yeah, because they can make money now. I um, saw a guy with TV that he had been there six years in college. He had been playing for six years because, you know, COVID gave everybody got extra time when COVID started. So they just transfer a portal, portal everywhere. If you had that wow. when we were in college, Jesus Christ, you were paying nail deals like that, there'd be some people in college eight to ten years. <laughs> They'll find a way to keep eligibility. <laughs> hey, man. Power the almighty dollar. So, so speaking to the the cash cow of of music and basketball, like, is it an unfair comparison to say, like, you know, back in the day, you would go to a record label and hope they would groom you into an artist, and you you'd be their showcase artist for label. But now it's like, is the independent route the version of college basketball, like y'all are saying? Like, you could just make your money even before you get to the NBA if if you're if you're recognizable enough. Yeah, yeah. But, th- right. but think about this. You ever, uh, uh, yeah, you guys ever have a coach tell you you only got so many jumps sliding, you only got so many cuts in your body before your body stops working? So, most of these kids aspire in college. So, what happens a lot of times, you put four years into college, by the time you get to the NBA, you only got about six to eight good years of athletic ability, unless you, unless you got that LeBron um, package that comes in the mail. You ain't gonna make it. You're not gonna make it 12 to 14 years playing basketball at, at that high level. I do think that um, sports science is better now for some of these guys. Like, like him paying 21 years, how the hell is that possible? I salute him for that. I salute him for paying 21 years. I can't imagine playing 15 years at that level. <laughs> I would only do 10 and retire. I could go lease it. I'd be like Derrick Rose. I want to. I want to go to PJ's graduation. I want to walk into the graduation. You know. Um, <laughs> If if you put 21 on his body, I'm afraid, man. You know, I was reading an article that day that big people don't live that long. I'm kind of scared for bro. <laughs> Such a way, you know, Will Chamberlain, what is he, 50 something? He passed away. I mean, yeah. the taller they are, the most likely they're going to pass quicker than normal size people, like regular size human beings on this planet. So, you know, I, I honestly, I think I think the independent route with basketball is probably the best route to go now. To be honest with you, if you love the game, it'll come to you now. It's not like it used to be back in the day where I got to make it to the NBA. It's not even about that anymore. It's about you know 
taking care of your family, making your money, and, and just being and just being revered in your neighborhoods, your blocks, and being on being a social a social media killer at this point. You can not make it to the NBA and be like Julian Newman. You know that you know that dude that uh, him and his sister they made that video series, and everybody knows who Julian Newman is. He didn't make it to the NBA. You know, and they're pretty well off at this point. You know, or, or you could be like the Ball Brothers. Two out of three ain't bad. You know, in that situation, yeah, yeah. I, I feel for Zoe, but you know, um, the the mellows a beast. Yeah. <laughs> Why oh, you want to go there? Oh man, yeah, rest in peace, Zoe's career. <laughs> man, he's doing great things, man. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I miss Zoe. So. He coming back. I mean, I think. I think I think also too like to some of the stuff we're staying over. It's like like you said about record labels. Like yeah, I needed an Asia, I needed a management team, I needed this whole big <laughs> entourage just to even have a conversation. But now you just got this one screen and five cameras on one on the front and three on the back or five on the back, and that's your that's your whole management team. That's your spokesperson. Like uh, I think Twenty One Savage just having a conversation at the barbershop. He was like, "Y'all had to go and make CDs and go into, you know, studio time and all that stuff." He's like, "All I had to do was a password and a username, and I put my stuff on SoundCloud, and that's it." And I took off. You know, it's the same thing with these athletes now. They're taking off because they become their own brand. They're being their own hype agent. They're, they're getting their own deals. They don't need all these other people the traditional way. It's just, I hate it so much because I remember our cousin Mark had this conversation with me during the during conversation. He was like, hey, cuz, they ain't doing it like that no more. And I was like, I really hate it because it's like the nostalgia of like the ways you kind of go up through the ranks or you know, you try to achieve things in life. It's just there's a faster and quicker ways of doing it now. It's like you don't have to do so much legwork. It's just be a text message now. Also, the power of the internet. Like, people get discovered way mm -hmm. easier nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, could be one viral post, and now this this person is getting offered deals. Or, yep. You know, so. It's a... It's a to piggyback off of that, Marlo, so you brought up celebrations earlier. And uh, Q, we were basically talking about like hot takes on celebrations like during during basketball. And the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, that I didn't get to mention was like the um, the taunts that went on between Caitlin and Reese during the final oh. last year. Like, I didn't even watch that game, but just the image of that celebration slash taunt kind of like, you know, like, it's kind of crazy. It's like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, yeah, it got my attention. Yeah, it was because of the internet. But, like, is it good for the game? I mean, I guess Caitlyn's getting the bag. I would imagine Reese is getting the bag at one point. Or maybe it, um, I know she was on break for a bit, but. Uh, she on break. She on break break. Right? <laughs> but it's just I, it's like I, I feel I like feel so, sort of ways about it. That, uh. Those taunts and celebrations, that was like a, a passionate game because it was big. It was a big game, you know. So these other celebrations, like they're just doing it to showboat. They were competing with each other and making plays in a big game. So yeah, that emotion is gonna come out. But now Hell yeah, sure you wanted to smoke in that game, man. You ain't gonna be talking <laughs> crazy all season. Don't think it was showtime. <laughs> <laughs> like they other uh, 
kids nowadays, they shoot a three in the first quarter and do all this. Like, come on, man. Like, just get back and play defense. Like, you done it. <laughs> the toxic baller in me loves it, though. <laughs> but also, like, the toxic baller in you is like, you know, you're forced to take a stance on the P will thing, right? It's like, if he if he makes emotions, you love or hate him, or if he doesn't make emotions, you love or hate him. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, you you're almost forced to make some sort of reaction out there, regardless if it's a big game or not. Like Marlo said. Mm-hmm. Okay, you bring up an interesting point about the toxic basketball love. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it it's real, man. It's like we're the same people that you know we cheer for the Lakers to lose, but, but we like to watch them play. It's, it's, it's so crazy. You think about it. There are people that literally watch Laker games to see them lose. <laughs> and so, yeah. and, and, you know, and then there's people that, you know, watch Bulls games hoping that Zach get traded to the Lakers every night. So it, it's, it's insane. Like, you know, the, the condition, the mental condition of basketball right now. I mean, it's like, you know, this year, like the whole end season tournament thing, Let's talk about that BS for a minute. That's like an AAU weekend tournament win, right? So people are fighting right now on the internet about it's a real ring. And I'm like, it's about as real as the bubble the bubble tournament. It's about as real as the bubble <laughs> tournament. We had this fight. And people get mad and go like, damn, be away from that family for weeks and play at Disney World. Whatever. If you send me to Disney World for two weeks, I ain't thinking about family. I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to uh, Chef Mickey every day for dinner. I'm hanging out at Epcot, and then I might go who? There's no drama there. So they were like, well, they have to be away from their family, and they could have died from COVID. No NBA player died from COVID, right? Not one player, not one coach died from COVID, to be not that I'm aware of. So, you know, the whole isolation thing, and that was the hardest tournament ever, stop it. Stop it right now. You know, you got to go through 82 games. You got to walk through the 82-game fire. Come talk to me. When he goes, when he wins 82 games, when he wins 82 games, and he shows up for at least 70 of the 82, and Mike played every night, Kobe played every night unless his Achilles is missing or something. You know, it's it's crazy, man, to think about people talking about this is the fifth ring right now. My my, my 11 year old's arguing me. He's the goat daddy. I'm like, you know what? I would take his jersey and throw it out your room. Seriously. Hey. <laughs> it's like. I know that's let wrong. Let me do that because I want to hold the camera so he's remembers it. So. <laughs> oh yeah, let me, I mean the kids are funny. As you probably already know, uh, Marlo, the kids are funny today. They call him the goat, and they they revere him. They call him king, and I'm like, I can't do it, man. You know, it's like I, I, the rule is: if you're over forty, you got a LeBron James jersey. You can't listen to the podcast. <laughs> 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 I'll bag you another pot, man. But you know, you can't have that man's jersey on and call him king and then and then come to my house or something like that. We can't do that. We you know, I yo, know, I, I MJ is awesome, but you know what? We ain't never called that man king. We ain't never said, you know, we we his body of work speaks for itself. We ain't gotta argue with no other man about what MJ did. We ain't argue about it. With the the, the LBG LBJ QT uh, QT community, we call them. That's a whole different community. You know, people, <laughs> I never heard that. <laughs> yeah, LBJ. The alphabet people. Man, the alphabet people, man. It's a whole community. Of, I, I got 40-year-olds that call me every morning. He won last night. Who? Cool. You know, other people played last night, right? They were like, he won. I'm like, okay, okay, he's got 40,000. 
He said he's not a scorer, but he got 40,000 points. I'm like, stop it, man. Everything he does is intentional, if you ever noticed. Yeah, he got 40,000 points. I salute him for it. That means he played 20, 20 some years. Give him, give him, give him his flowers. But, you know, have, if you uh, four out of. base have a name? Like, they got the Beehive with the Braun Hive? I just told you. Yeah. Like, it'll be JQP. <laughs> Lord. Goddamn. <laughs> I probably got one half a bit. But I mean, at the same time, I think it's just like, well, I do look at LeBron. It's like, I just see performance. Like, I respect the performance in yeah, a sense of like athletic gift and ability. But it's just like, it's just something about willpower and mm-hmm. mental toughness. Like, he has a, he has like stamina. He doesn't have like willpower, in my opinion. Like, Kobe willpower, Michael willpower. Some of these greats, even greats before Michael and Kobe, willpower. Like, that generation was just like, like how they call, like, I think, what was it? Like, the before the boomers, it was the greatest generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, those type of people who foster in that American dream and ideal identity. And it's kind of like some moguls I listen to now. They talk about we don't have like really good heroes to a degree. Because like I think these kids cling on to like a LeBron as a hero to a degree. But it's like sometimes heroes are fucking douchebags. You know, like yeah. fucking Batman ain't just like solving crimes. He was cracking skulls in these comic books and busting gats. Like low key, like he had a dark side to him. Like DC, go dark. Y'all know how dark y'all can go. Just go dark. But you just want to do the kid route and put on the glove mitts, you know. But it's like I just think that everybody's uh just wants to get after the bag and they just want to glitch and glam. It's like, oh, we're making money together, dog. It's all good. It's like, no, I genuinely want to hate you every time I step on this court. And I want you to feel that until the next time I see you again. And then we can laugh when we're in retirement and talk about we were chirping, dog. You know, but it's like everybody's being buddy-buddy. It's all like rubbing shoulders and kissing babies with each other. Like, hey, just don't fuck me up too bad while I take this lay up. <laughs> Because, you know, we got to play in the US, Team USA in a couple of months or next year. Or, you know, we got to make it hot for them in the playoffs and go to game five. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I just think it was one of those things where it's just it's all about the showboat now and the skills. But it's not about, like, the glory days, like how we're romanticizing. It's just, it's just doesn't hit, it doesn't hit the same. Well, blame it on AAU. Think about it. They all play together. Think about Draymond and LeBron. You ever, that relationship. Now think about that relationship. You ever have somebody dominate somebody and they still friends after that? You know, I understand friendship. Hell but no, use the word that, dominate. Ain't that, ain't that weird? You know, you think about it like, yeah, you know what? That man beat me all the time. You know, but you know what I've been loving lately? Listen to it, Jeff T. Jeff T. got the best NBA stories. He got this one story about. Uh, I recap on this one. Uh, no sage. So Jeff T was playing against LeBron when he was in Atlanta. LeBron went, LeBron drove back to the basket. Jeff T said, he said, that bitch drove by me and I knocked him out of bounds. And so, and so everybody on the podcast started laughing. They're like, who are you talking about? LeBron. I knocked him out of bounds. So Jeff T tells these alert this hilarious stories about men don't like each other. And Jeff T got like that, uh, he got that Southside Indiana person. He from, he from Indianapolis. He's Southside Indianapolis. So they got this this whole demeanor like F him. So, you know, T tried to take him out. And he said LeBron flopped out of bounds and fell out of bounds and screamed or something. And he said, he said, I did that on purpose. We were like, damn. So, you know, it, it's funny today. But when it happened, he said people were threatening to kill him. 
They were sending them death threats on social media. Fiat got hurt, we killing you. <laughs> so, but you know, that's that. His behalf is strong. You know, you think about it, it's very strong. You know, you got, you know, like Draymond is part of that behalf. There's other NBA players that love him. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a love affair. You know, ain't no player ever vouch for Mike like that. Real talk. Mike ain't inviting to his wedding. Mike was out to kill you. Today, they laugh about it, but he was kicking, he broke up families, he got people divorced. Mike fucked lives up. You gotta think about it. There's, there's grown men out there today that ain't been a man in their house since Mike stumped them. It, it's real shit. And they're wearing his shoes. You know, think of it, he whooped their ass and they all wear shoes now. It's crazy. Every podcast, every TV show, they were in. Hey, I, I ain't gonna cap, that, though. My shoes ain't comfortable, but LeBron's are. I ain't gonna cap though. Well, they're comfortable as hell, but they also <laughs> they're constellation. That's constellation fit though. Hey, so, cute. You know why they they comfortable? Because you gotta be comfortable when you go four and six in the finals. They gotta be comfortable. So, you're right. You're right though. You're right. <laughs> I got a pair. I got a couple pairs of them. I bet they're awesome to hoop in. And they're but I can't wear in front of my kid. I can't give it. I can't get a satisfaction <laughs> to wearing them shoes. Daddy wearing LeBrons today. Shut up. These are Kobe's. Heavy <laughs> <Petty> gang. <laughs> no love. So, so to go on another random hip hop tangent, <laughs> you you invoked Batman, right? And I can't help but think about Batman and Robin, and arguably the duos in hip hop that are uncountable. You know what I'm saying? Like Tribe and Most Def and Quali, and the list goes on. So, like with basketball, right? Like, obviously, you got Mike and Pippen, Kobe, Shaq, but Braun, it was never a duo, right? It was basically a trio. I, I guess, you, I guess, I guess. I don't know about that, bro. Like, you forgot about Miami years, I guess. Like, there was that was Lob City before Lob City, goddammit. <laughs> like, the Flash and LeBron? Come on now. That's scary. Like, yeah, like, that. that was, that was like, I hyped up like on steroids, like Carmelo Malone and Steve Stockton, yo. Like that's how I looked at that shit. Like, Boston, yeah. bro- Boston, Boston broke him. That's what that was. Paul Pierce, yeah. KG, they broke Brian. When they broke Brian, it's like I loved every moment of it too. <laughs> you know what that was like? That was like when Batman got his back broke by Bane. That's what that was like, pretty much. For real, low key. <laughs> they, they, they gave him the Bane trip and they broke Brian's back. And then he ran down to Miami and got superpowers again. And, you know, you got, I guess, Alfred would be Pat Riley. And Pat Riley basically orchestrated this whole thing. They, they manipulated the salary cap to get those guys on the floor together. That's never been done in history. Get three guys making $30 million each almost at the same time on the same floor. Everybody yeah, does that now. Then sometimes I mean, maybe, Ray maybe Allen. Oh, yeah. Then they got Ray. Ray, say, Ray won that other championship by this, you know, if Ray yeah, won the yeah. shot. They, you know, he ain't got four. Mm-hmm. He take this, he had two. Yep. <laughs> he got an asterisk on one of those, man. I'm just be real talk. There's an asterisk on that Disney, the Disney bubble ship. That's an asterisk. <laughs> you know, um, the AAU tournament, I don't know what that was. He said he's the first ever to win the end season tournament. I was reading that on the YouTube and I was like, stop it. <laughs> we can suit up and get that tournament, guys. We can win that end season tournament and never play again. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but when he, he might repeat on that next year. When when mm-hmm. Braun played for the Heat, though, it was never like a duo in the conversation. It was a trio, right? It was. It, it was, was a trio. Mitch. 
I mean, yeah. But I mean, you got really, I mean, you, you could say that as a trio, but you got to really look at context clues like how much was Bosch really embedded with every transition? You got D Wade him on the ball and throwing a football pass down the bronze to the other end and, lock, lock, and laying it up. Like, or moments like that, they're giving going. Like, Bosch wasn't embedded. He was definitely a key component. But I mean, those, those two, when they connect, it was very, powerful and magical in my opinion i mean bosch was in there amongst them but i mean at, even when he had got forced into retirement because of his illness i mean it was that 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 situation went on for another year i think you know so i mean you could you could kind of i guess i guess if you're always looking for the you know, like you said the scotty's the sky pippen michael combination or Shaq and kobe i mean i kind of get it but i mean just I think it's just an honorable mention more so than like a defined like one and two. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. you know, Way was a big part of that mastermind of like, yo, come come fuck with your boy and play over here, dog. Like stop playing. You know? Like nobody coming to Cleveland like Joe King said, like stop playing. <laughs> yeah, and well, to add to the conversation too, right? So like according to this one article I'm looking at, the sportser.com, right? They're ranking the best trios and they rated fourth for Braun, Wade, and Bosch, right? But where I'm going with this conversation is that like, um, you were talking about willing, willing your team into the championship. And I feel like if you're a duo, maybe you have more power in willing a whole franchise. But if you're more operating like a trio, maybe not as far as the dynasty going long. But I digress. The number one, according to this article, was um, Marlowe's team. Um, when he said he respected team ball in the NBA, Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, they, they ranked them as the, the top three, the top three trio. I just think it's kind of fascinating because, like, you know, team ball doesn't always exist. Oh. You know, it's I mean, it, they've done the most it, as, a, as a three. They stayed together and build, built. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why they're known for it, for sure. Mm -hmm. And they play all, you know, they play all fucking seventy-two games, you know, seventy-five games. They don't. They they're they're a five-hundred team at game one. Goddamn it, you know, like they just don't. Pop wasn't playing. Like I, I'll co-sign anything Marlo said that I wasn't here for, but you know, like I do feel like yeah, definitely when you look at that, that was just pure efficiency from start to beginning. I mean, from start to finish no matter how their season went. And then you always knew that you had to watch out for them when you got deep in the season. So, I mean, San Antonio was never no, no one to be slept on with those three on the court. Like, that was like college ball at its finest, but it grew organically, like something like Golden State almost, you know? Like, those guys weren't top-ranked like that for many years, you know? And then when they were when they got the playoffs, like, you knew what it was and what it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And they had all the right pieces. They were like a reincarnation of the Bulls, in my opinion, in some ways. It's like, you know, uh, what was it? Like Robert Ori was there for a hot minute. And then he was like mm -hmm. kind of like their – he was kind of like their co-coach. You know what I'm saying? Like that man got so many goddamn rings just be by guilt mm -hmm. by association. You know, like – like, so just like, you know, you pick up the right pieces here and there along the way, you got a nasty-ass squad for a minute. Shit, we got the white mamba out of that whole situation. I mean – well, think about it. David Robinson set the foundation for Tim. So they passed that torch yeah. down there in, in San Antonio straight to Tim and, and Ginobili and Parker and everybody. 
and they just kept rolling. Now you see Wimby down there, right? Give it, give them next year. They're gonna get another high draft pick. And they're gonna mm-hmm. end up they're gonna put they're gonna put the right parts. They, you know, the Spurs are the best, have the best farm system in basketball. They identify talent faster than anybody out there. They find they find killers that, that nobody ever heard of, and they bring them to America. Five are awesome at finding players to put on the court. You know, mm-hmm. if Primo, if Josh, if, if Josh Primo had not got kicked off the Spurs, he would have been that starting point guard. Mark, I don't know if you, know if you knew about Primo. Primo was no. nasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He had some other stuff going on. He was nasty in another way, but nasty you know, on was, and off. Was, his, game, his game was good. John, John Moran. Yeah, he was jobbing out the guns. He was using another gun. Wow. <laughs> different tools. Different tools. Different tools, man. If Primo had to stay, you know, uh, you know, Johnson, Johnson, nice. They're gonna probably use him. Dejounte Murray, basically, they bred, they bred Dejounte Murray. But he got to the point he wanted he wanted to play outside that that system that foundation. So they moved him. They moved him because he wasn't fitting anymore. And popped him a really good identifying anything they think is a cancer or anybody they don't want in their organization. They get him out quick. They kept they brought Demar Derozan down there to train Calvin no 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 uh Kelton Johnson. If you think about it, Kelton Johnson plays like like Demar Derozan and a young Jamar from Toronto. Or young, or young Demar before he got traded out of Toronto. To be honest with you, so the Spurs got all the parts. Give him a little bit of time. Wemby, Wemby is generational talent. If you give him two years, he's gonna own the NBA. That kid is doing stuff right now he shouldn't be doing. You know, it's freakish. You throw a guy lob, he don't, he don't even jump. He catches it and ducks it backwards. It's scary as hell, man. He's blocking shots without jumping right now. So I mean. Yeah, Wimby would be the best player in the game. If it's barring mm-hmm. injury, or he don't get the Ralph Sampson, is Ralph Sampson broken foot or anything like that? But those guys, like, y'all mean didn't have what Wimby has. And somebody yeah, said, yeah. Bo, Bo, Bo is good as Wimby? Don't do not do drugs. I mean, right. <laughs> Bo is good, but he ain't Wimby good. Mm-mm, I saw yeah. that kid. That's scary. They already that, talking about he has potential foot injuries in the past, so... Yeah, I mean, to your point about what you're saying about big men, like they, like, like I remember telling my doctor, like, oh, I wish I was a little bit bigger. She was like, no, you don't, because if you're any bigger than you are at six two, and a good solid like two fifty, depending on where I'm at in life, two fifty between two thirty, she's just like, it's so much strain on the body, you know, the wear and tear mm-hmm. because you're moving so much more everything. So I mean, his youth is where it's at. I mean, thank God they kind of let people come in younger now because you can see them at their prime. It may be now, maybe not later, but you know those knees and uh, he ain't going twenty years. You know what I'm saying? Twelve. You know, when we do at twelve best, at best. You know, I mean, I think LeBron is just a specimen that you know we just can't compare because we ain't never seen nothing like that until now. You know, so. I mean, well, what, what year is what year is uh, Giannis right now? Year one. This is year one. He's twenty. He's twenty years. Old. He can't even buy a drink. He's twenty years old. But he's been playing. No, what, 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 what year mean? is what? What year is Giannis? Giannis, right now, ten. He came in at eighteen. He's twenty-eight. How, About ten. How much? How much long? You you think he'll play? Fifteen years, sixteen years? No, no. This is his, this is his prime. So you think like 
And he he a guy he he's a guy that he couldn't deal with being a supporting. I don't think he could deal with being somebody supporting uh, player right I now. I think he can. So I think, oh, well, well later. Yeah, later, but you know, well, he could he turn into Blake Griffin? I don't know. Mm, Blake okay. Griffin humbly, Blake Griffin humbly took that L and said, "I'm okay with coming off the bench and not playing tonight." Giannis has got too much pride. Compared to Blake, Blake Griffin's pride, you know, kind of dissipated over time. I, I don't think it dissipated. I think he accepted who he was. You know what I mean? I, Giannis, Giannis is like Superman not having that power. Well, he he had he had to go to therapy because I think that it would he wouldn't <laughs> deal well with being told being told you ain't good enough. Because I, I love I love Giannis's attitude. I've been watching that kid since when Derek was when Derek was torching him. I just been going to Milwaukee and watch those games. He's come a long way. He put on so much muscle. Giannis is a freaking problem, you know, because they don't build that. That guy's dunking from the three. That guy's dunking one step inside the free throw line, and he's flushing people. I mean, you know, and, he, and he's trying to keep he, – he's he going to the best with bad intentions. LeBron goes to the best with happy intentions. Giannis is trying to end your life. And you watch this stuff, you be like, okay, I saw Giannis just dunk on that man, and, you know, he's, you know, he's got nastiness in him. That's why I always tell kids, like, you know, you know, if you want to be a lover, be LeBron. You want to be a killer, be Giannis. Giannis talks like he's, a, you ever watch, you ever listen to him talk? He talks like he's watching that Godfather movie. The first time I heard him explain whooping somebody's ass, he sounded like, he's, he sounded, you can tell him he grew up watching certain shows when he's learning English. He sounds like he's, he sounds like he's watching the Godfather. I was like, what is that accent that he was saying? He's like, you got to, you got to break him. You got to take me so he doesn't score again. And I'm looking like, Giannis, like, you've been, what movies have you been watching? So Giannis learned English watching, like, I think, I think, I, think, I swear it was gangster movies and other shit. Listen to talk, listen to Giannis describe basketball. You, you think about Al Pacino so showing up somewhere. I mean, he's got that accent. I mean, Giannis is a murderer, man. You know, he's the closest you get to Kobe in this generation. You know, the great killers. You know, I think um, yeah. Outside of him, I like Anthony Edwards, man. Anthony Edwards, Ant Man is a fucking problem. I'm gonna tell you that right now. He he's got, he's different, man. He's different. If he's a little bit taller, he's like you know him and uh, Donovan Mitchell are about the same. Donovan Mitchell's a little bit smaller. Donovan's like six one, six two. Anthony Edwards like six three, six four, but he plays like he's six six. He plays like he got wings. And so uh, what, what about Pat Bev though? When you're talking like that, what about Pat Bev? What about Pat Bev? Pat Bev was a was a killer in high school. Pat Bev was a, was a killer in high school. I love Pat Bev. That's Marshall, man. I love Pat Bev, man. I know people play with Pat. Pat's always been a dog, man. You know, NBA wise, like he said it best. NBA, they don't he was do just on he was just on with Stephen A. and talking about how, like, yeah, man, they, I'm the best defender in the in the in the league because me defending anybody's like Giannis defending them. But I'm at six three huh? or six two. That's what he said to Stephen A. Uh, recently. I was like, really? That's what they say on the stats. That's what ESPN said. Like, Giannis is like number three for like top defender. Yeah. I forgot who the other two, but like Pat Bev was up there, like. Potentially at number one, I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, if you if you think Pat Bev about the fuck you're going to the basket, his defensive awareness goes up. You know, the fact that you know he's out there, he's one of those cats that if you ain't about to lose some skin, or you don't feel like having to fight this guy every day, you go, you might bow down and let him get away with some of that 
shit. Pat Bev is a monster when it comes defensively because, you know, great defenders, John Stockton. John Stockton was dirty as fuck. I mean, you know, I, I learned a lot of hand to hand combat watching John Stockton videos when he was doing people hands or fingers. That guy, mm-hmm. that guy, that guy was fucking people up coming off of screens. You know, him and him and uh, Carl Malone had a secret like language down there. Those fuckers looked at each other like they were lovers, man. They were fucking people up because they they, they they didn't even communicate. They didn't talk no shit. They just whooped your ass. Him and Carl, man, that pick and roll, <laughs> that pick that pick and roll hurt. Yeah, so they broke back mountain before broke back mountain. Huh? Hey, their chemistry was off the chain, man. Uh, Stockton Malone, you'll never see that again. You never see two guys with a pick and roll like that ever, ever in life. You know, you wish, uh, you know, you wish Derrick Rose in his prime would have had his own Stockton, his own Malone, or somebody that was that good. You know, to compliment him, because he almost single-handedly wrecked the Heat by himself. You know, they were, they got they got good for Boston. Chicago showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> As Brian said, he stole his MVP. So the talk in his camp is, you know, Derek stole LeBron's MVP season. So that year, Brian was Stop two and four. Gap. You remember? You remember that? You remember that evil accusation? Yeah. 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 D Rose. D Rose, man, that was a Ferrari. Yeah, I've man. seen it up close. I've seen it. I've seen it up close. I've seen it in gyms outside the NBA gym. That's a Ferrari, Marlo. That cat, man, when that cat turned on them jets out there, I saw grown men backpedaling. And I'm like, what the fuck? You, you really can't guard it because he was strong and fast. You know, um, there's too, big, I, too fast, too strong, too good. You know, he, he, he had like a Michael Jackson demeanor whooping your ass, man. He, you know, he's like Michael Jackson with a basketball. That's what Derrick Rose was to me during that time period. He's, <laughs> He's real soft spoken, Marlo. Hey, how's everybody doing? He's like, what the fuck? Is that what Derek Rose sounds like? You know, first I heard him, he came to one of my yeah. I used to work at this place. He came in the gym to talk. Hi, everybody. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm I'm making this killer voice come out. This is Simeon. You know, this down street, this down street from Cayu Matt. You know, all the time. You wanted her to be on his prince shit. Our prince was a was a savage on the court. <laughs> well, you know what? And Morris Day. The time, I heard the I heard the time and Prince were basically running you up out the fucking gym. <laughs> you know, you had Shalomar out there playing with the Mickey Shalomar. <laughs> Guys and mascara were busting people's ass, man. So I mean, you know, it, it happens, man. Shit, you play you if you live enough and play enough basketball, there's teams out there that was, you know, especially on the north side. Oh my God, it's killers up. The north side is like Jurassic Park. If you go up there and turn the wrong neighborhood and find and find the real killers over there, you be like, "But the guy looks like look lonely. How the fuck is he jumping forty inches off the ground?" You're like, "I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know how you got this fucking good." <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was, I, I would say, um, I would say, you know, get back to the NBA piece. Um, you know, um, you, you look at Giannis. Giannis is just different, man. You know, can he play fifteen years? Probably not. He'll probably retire and go play with his kids. His kids are what I'm worried about. His offspring, they're big as fuck already. I saw them on the sideline. I only saw the picture of Marlo with them hanging out. He's got like five-year-old. I think he may almost be, he may almost be four foot four or something like that. So Dear God. His, his fiance is like six. Freak. So, so the Greek Freak part two, I, I always look at it like this. Like, you know, the next generation of basketball players, Man, they're gonna be so advanced physically. 
PJ, when P, you know, when PJ Rose comes up and the rest of those guys come through, Jesus Christ. No. You, you, you talk, it's it's going to be scary, man. It's going to be scary times out there because, you know, Brian's kids, they're okay. You know, everybody talks about Bronny. You know, I like Bronny a lot as a person. I like Bronny a lot. You know, I think, um, you know, I got buddy, I had a buddy who coached over at Sierra Canyon. He loves Bronny. He told me he's the most humble kid you're going to meet. And then somebody made a joke to him, like, did his dad learn from him? I'm like, stop it, man. Don't do that. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I, I think I think Bryce is going to be better than Bronny. I think Bryce yeah. is the one. I, th- I think Bronny, Bryce got size. Bronny, Bronny's 6'3". There's a lot of 6'3 guys out there walking around. So, <laughs> you know? I mean, a sidebar question of that. Like, do you mm-hmm. feel like LeBron is going to go into broadcasting or is he going to go dark like MJ did? And just kind of like live a domestic lifestyle. I mean, he's pretty vocal as a player, but like, do you see him see on ESPN thrones and critiquing games and talking about stuff? He's too vain to disappear. Mm. He ain't going nowhere. He's gonna be with us the rest of, the rest of our time on this planet. LeBron is gonna be on behind the mic or making videos or giving commentary. Mm-hmm. He cares mm-hmm. about what you think. He's never mm-hmm. going away. You know, if he was like he retires, I can't wait for him to retire. You don't want that. When he retire, he's gonna, be, he's gonna be everywhere. Man, you 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 right. You right. Now you you say it like that. You right. You know, it's not like Kobe. Kobe faded away and went into into the into the Mama Cita era. I call it. And he went. I'm gonna go get me an egot. You know, you fuck all this shit. <laughs> uh, Brian's with us forever. I think basically, you know, he, you know his, his kids. You know, he's gonna be doing kid games, all that shit, man. To be honest with you, Siri. His, his sure his daughter probably end up playing in WNBA. That's not crazy. This that the lineage, you know, his lineage is right now is huge. Because I think all them kids, them kids, you know, I, I think uh, Brownie's got he got bunnies, but he ain't got the size. You know, that's the thing about it. When you're tired and you're six three and you dunking on people. You 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 still six three when you're tired. When you're six six and tired, that's three inches. You still got that's three inches still advantage with somebody six two six three. And if you play the angles right, you can still you can still catch people going to the basket at that size. I think uh, Bryce has got a better NBA body at this point, but uh, if you know he might not be as intelligent yet basketball wise as as his brother and his his father right now. Bron's intelligence is the scary thing, but he also he's played more basketball than anybody out there, so that's what makes him super intelligent out there. He's seen every scenario you can throw at him. At this point, you know, if, if you play a lot of basketball, you're going to be smarter than every fucking body out there. If you don't play a lot of basketball, you know, it's hard to do game time situations. He knows what he's not good at. He knows I don't want to take that last second shot. Let me kick it out. I don't want to take them last second free throws. If I have to take them, I'm going to miss one and I'm going to try to get a rebound. He's all dude. I watched him one game. He missed the first free throw. He missed the second on purpose and purpose to try to get it back because he knew he had no chance to help making that free throw. And so it's crazy. I mean, like, you know, to beat that guy, you got to outthink him. And not outplay him. He's a Jedi at this point. You have to outthink him. You have to beat him mentally upstairs. You know, like, uh, I think he's beatable. But, you know, Anthony Davis is the X Factor out there in L.A. You know, I'm I'm not going to say anything about that. I I got family members associated and people associated with him, so I'm not going to say any Anthony Davis criticism in this show. I'm I'm going to plead the fifth. Mm -hmm. Mm. right now. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Keep that same energy for AD, bro. <laughs> we need to know that opinion. I know you might have mob ties, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm over him. Hey, hey fellas, I, I got to ride out, man. I'm, I'm sorry. To, I, I would talk basketball all night long. But yeah, I see them little eyes getting droopy, getting a little low. Getting tired, big guy, son getting low. <laughs> uh, no, we feel you, man. I feel you, Marlo. Yeah, definitely stop by and check you guys out, man. Check out check out your program and everything. Cause yeah, it's, you always learn from other people, see what you guys are doing over there. Awesome. Yeah, I want man. that hoodie, man. Yeah. Cool. I, I I'll uh I'll get your info from from uh Jay, and then uh, we'll work that out. But, man, I appreciate y'all. This is my first time on a podcast. It was, it was fun, man. Just just chopping it up. Definitely. Good times, man. Good times. Q, man, you got to, you got to, you know, we got to do a, uh, we do a playoff edition of this podcast and playoff start. We get you back on here, Marlo. We're going to talk playoff basketball, not not bubble chips. And All right, let me go ahead. You're right. Let me go ahead and get this lead pass real quick so I can stay up to date. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again, Marlo, for promoting your brand. Thanks for stopping by the show. And then we'll let uh, Novak close us out. All right, man. I want to thank everybody for stopping by and checking out this special NBA edition or, or just Chicago basketball edition. We talked all things basketball and some hip-hop. You know, we'll tie that in later. But anyway, we had fun, Marlo. Uh, Q, thank you guys for stopping by. Definitely yeah. go ahead and check us out. Any Everywhere podcast available. And remember, season is 82 games. It ain't 16 in the bubble shit. All right. <laughs> this concludes part two of episode number 44. Thank you for listening to the Hip Pod Heads podcast. A podcast where no Sage and no Vac discuss their favorite hip hop moments. Share, like, subs, comment to the show on YouTube and Spotify. Go out and listen to something dope today.